0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers, the winner of the 2016 Golden Potty Award. My name is Matt, and joining me on the show are my two stupendous co-hosts. First up, Miss Tiffany B. Hello. And back to the news. After a long hiatus, it is Dan. Ladies. Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you all for joining us for another BoardCast News. In case you do not know who we are or don't know where to find us, you can do so at facebook.com slash gamers You can always find us on YouTube to see some of our excellent live shows or TIFF's wonderfully produced board game segments. Check us out on BGG Guild number 2077, or find us on places like Twitter and Instagram. Now, Dan is back, so we are going to jump into some news and Kickstarter spotlight with him leading the show. Dan, are you ready? Um, sure. All right, then take us away into the news. The news! do 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 do
1: do do Yeah, so there's been a lot going on since, um, I guess Christmas-ish time. Uh, BGG news and Dice Tower news—all those guys have been really busy because everyone's kind of laying the groundwork for 2017. I'm obviously going to touch on stuff that interests me. So if anyone else knows of stuff that wouldn't interest me, I apologize. <laughs> um, but Matt will chime in probably with his his normal FFG blah blah blah. They release an expansion blah blah blah. They release another expansion blah blah blah.
0: They're still wonderful. But this is the newscast of expansions, right, Dan?
1: It, there is a ton of expansion news for this. But I'm going to start with a little board game announcements. And this comes from WizKids. So I think we talked or you guys talked at some point about how uh, Zev, of formerly of Z-Man Games, joined WizKids in their kind of newly orchestrated board game division. So he's kind of heading that up. And we're just now starting to kind of see the fruits of his labor because they were on a spending spree as, uh, as far as I heard. And what's happening is they're planning, starting in February, to have a new release each month this year, which is pretty crazy. So they're going to, that's, if you do the math, excluding January, that's 11 games. And that's quick math, by the way. That was, It's a good thing that you work in finance. I have a spreadsheet in front of me that did it for me. Um, There's an app for that. And so the first game up is a Dungeons and Dragons game called Assault of the Giants. I'm going to just leave it at that.
0: We talked about that, didn't we? Isn't that the...
1: Did we talk about this? It's
0: like a while ago. It's one of their new like D&D line board games, right? Like the old ones, the Ravenloft and stuff like that. It's the newest one.
1: Sure. Um, All I know is it's going to have giant sized minis. They're going to be like five inches tall. So it's going to have some table presents, which is cool, I guess. If you like Dungeons and Dragons and giants and minis, get on it. What do um, you think is
0: the height cutoff for when a mini becomes a giant mini? The
1: hype cutoff?
0: You mean like... The height. Get ex-
1: oh, I thought you said hype. I was like, well, I get kind of hyped at like a couple inches. Five is pretty cool, I guess. You get excited around a couple inches? No. No, but I'm glad my wife does. Hey, yo. Let's move on to whiskey's next game, everybody. <laughs> um, yes. Notice that Tiff is staying silent.
2: <laughs> They're just holding it all. <laughs> Tiff loves oh, five inch
1: minis. So, next up is a game called The Banishing. This is a small cooperative card game where you're kind of a group of wizards and you're trying to seal away undead hordes uh, before it's too late. That sounds intriguing, I guess. Um, Tower of London. Obviously, this one intrigues me because I am London's biggest fan and I used to live by the Tower of London, which is kind of cool. And there's Beefeaters. That's all you need to know. My excitement for my love of London aside, there's Beefeaters. Anytime you get to say the word Beefeater in a sentence, it makes the world a better place. This is an area control game um, so you're trying to get majorities of the different areas of the tower to score points and collect Ravens. So that didn't excite me after reading that, but, <laughs> um, we'll see. I like the live on air reactions of Dan to these games. <laughs> yeah. Some of these I'm just reading for the first time, like in full, cause there were so many of them. Um, the next one up is a, a trick taking game, which obviously we like here. Well, everyone, but TIFF. And it's called Tournament of Camelot, so it's a, a Camelot-themed trick-taking game where you're knights competing in a tournament to be the best. That's a horrible description as well. Um, We're just going to move on. The last one I know of, which isn't in the announcement, but I, I think it was announced, um, this is from um, our friend Josh Temkin, who is actually a local resident. He actually lives down the street here. Um, he runs the board game design group here in, like, Southern Maryland-ish area. Um, and at the last meetup, I got to play this game, and it's called Wartime, and it's super fun, actually. It is a real-time war game, basically, and I'll describe this one in a little more detail because I actually played it and I liked it. So you've got all these units, these stacks of units, and the stack, they're poker chips, and each poker chip represents a hit point. And what you're doing is they have movement values and attack values based on location on the board, et cetera. There's terrain and scenarios and all kinds of fun stuff. But the 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 key thing here is when you move a unit, you have, at least in the the base game, you have four sand timers. You have a 30 second, two sixty-second, and a ninety-second sand timer. And when you move a unit, you assign a sand timer to it, and you cannot move that unit again until the sand timer is out. So you're you're strategically kind of maneuvering the board while placing these sand timers it's all in real time it's super anxiety driven war gaming um but i really had a lot of fun with it and games take like eight minutes and it's a it's a pretty satisfying eight minutes so stay tuned to that it's called wartime uh, looking forward to that one it's going to have some nice components to the poker chips and as the units and everything so
0: whiz kids on a spree do you think that this is an improvement due to Zev joining the team? I mean, does this seem like more interesting stuff coming from them as opposed to hero clicks all day long?
1: I mean it'd be nice. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, like Z Man Games, it was super hit or miss for me, like the yeah. last like five years. They had some really great games and they had some really like oh man, that sucked. Games.
0: So I just yeah. think in terms of the Kids line has not always had the best reputation, so it well, seems like at least they're trying.
1: And talking to Josh, who's kind of been working hand-in-hand with them, they actually have a development team, which is good. So they have an in-house development team. So these games are getting a bit of love, um, which is nice. So I'm not sure if that was something they had on the board game side before, but it seems like they've kind of, again, dedicated some resources to this endeavor. Cool. Um, Next up, a quick one is the Kingsport Festival card game. I know matt is a fan of this game tiff i don't remember if you like this one or not that's but the it's... one that's
2: like uh kingsburg festival but kingsport is that, Louis? Is, is that right yeah
1: yes yeah hmm. yeah so this is a this is a card game now um you're high priests of some unspeakable evil and you're trying to resurrect things um
0: I would wonder how does this like model the Kingsburg? Because this would essentially just be Kingsburg, the card game. Uh, so how does it basically? Model that?
1: They're saying it's going to be similar to the original, but just contained within cards. Um, so they're dropping so a the smaller, board. smaller footprint, um, both on your table and shelf. Okay, so Interesting. you're rolling. So apparently there's dice as well. So there's dice you're rolling, and I guess they have various symbols. I've never played Kingsport festival so i'm not familiar how this compares it's um,
0: exactly like kingsburg where it's just a dice placement game okay well
1: this sounds similar it's just gonna kind of distill it down into a card version gotcha so okay. super not excited but anyways, yeah i don't
0: know that i would need to own that
1: um next up is kind of where the raw emotion is going <laughs> to spill out for me as these guys Uh-oh. told me um this is a bunch of reprints that were announced and <laughs> i'm kind of bitter For a lot of these, because I spent like my entire 2016 tracking down a lot of these games, and then they're just like, oh, reprint, cool. But whatever. Screw you guys. (laughs) Um, So, first. Don't hold back, Dan.
2: (laughs) Just let it all out.
1: First up is Pillars of the Earth. So, this one, I, I think it was only a matter of time before this one came back. This one is a lot of people's kind of on their want list. It is a. I guess it's the first game in the. I forget this. I forget the name of the book series, that Ken Follett series. I can't. I for the life of me, it's like on the tip of my tongue. So they have um, announced a reprint for this one. Um, no word on if the second game, A World Without End, will be put back in print. So the third game in this series was also announced um which may be why they're starting to reprint the other two um it's called a column of fire which will be cool again probably michael menzel art um and maybe michael Reinick, who's the designer of the the first one first two actually so um we shall see but um yeah the book series is called the Kingsbridge series we found that out
0: how do these games translate the books
1: i don't know i've never read the books
0: Okay, I was just. Saying, um, it's I have. An interesting idea. I have the books.
1: I've just never read them, to be honest. Um, so maybe I'll make that a point this year. But um, the thing with Pillars of the Earth, though, is that they haven't made mention of whether or not they'll print the expansion. Which, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, is almost a necessity for the base game. It makes it so much better. Um, not to say the base game is bad. Um, but the expansion is one of those kind of rare expansions that really kind of makes the base game shine so if they really wanted to they, sell they some copies
2: they'd include it in the reprint
1: they would uh, it would make Dan like, very sad <laughs> well according to like Eric Martin's kind of interviews with those guys they're saying if they're kind of taking that line that we've seen the last year or so is that well if the base game sells we'll bring the expansion back things like that so We'll see. I have the expansion, so I'm not that fussed about it. And it doesn't look like... I
2: feel like that'll hold people back from buying it, though. You know what I mean?
1: We'll see. I think it has enough name recognition that it'll it'll sell. But we'll see. Uh, the next one um, in the Hey Dan, Screw You um, series of reprints is Torres. Um, this is from my boys, Wolfgang Klobber and Michael Kiesling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, that was your German accent, yeah it, it. you
0: know all those European accents start to blend together.
1: It's a Kraftwagen, yeah <laughs> so this one is the abstract I believe it won spiel des Jahres in like oh, I forget like in the nineties i think ninety nine or something like that um excellent abstract game really enjoy this one um it looks like they're gonna keep everything the same except for they're going to change up the board and card art. Uh, Michael Menzel is going to jump on board and do that. So, I'm not horribly mad about that one because it's an abstract game. I don't need the board art. But, anyways. um, Next up is a Reiner Nietzsche game. Stevenson's Rocket. And I knew very little about this one. This one is going to be coming from Grail Games, though, who seem to be reviving a lot of his older games and they did medici they did circus Flaccotti. Um now they're doing stevenson's rocket as this one is kind of described it's a mesh of like a choir and an 18xx game so it's a luck-free tile-laying game set during the dawn of the rail age in england that sounds bizarre Everyone is taking on the role of rail barons and you're going to be owning shares of the various railroads and trying to move them over the land to create and extend their rail networks. So that sounds like acquire an 18 XX mixed together. That Canizia
0: does whatever the heck he wants, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. So this one was, this is a from, I think it's from 1999 was when this was originally released. So this hasn't been in print for, for a good bit. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'd like to look into it. I really like his older stuff. So, if this is good enough to get a reprint, Grail Games has been really on point with um, their reprints of games lately. And this one's going to have art and graphic design by Ian O'Toole, who has been recently doing a lot of work with the Sarda and others. So, I like his stuff a lot. Uh, next up in the reprint is Lahav. This one, I didn't realize this one was out of print to be honest with you. Um, I got this in a trade, not realizing it was a little more valuable than I thought it was, but, um, this is, um, classic Uwe Rosenberg set in the old France, uh, where you're shipping goods and converting goods and doing what Uwe does. I really like this game. So happy to see this one back in print. And I'm sure a lot of other people will be too, so they can complete their UV collection. And this is an Uve game in a normal size box, which we haven't seen in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least is a announced second edition of CO2. Speaking of Vital Lacerda, I should have segued. Oh, I missed a good segue. Oh, that kills me. You're a little rusty from the news. This one's going to be coming out from uh, Geoshi or whatever that Italian company is pronounced. Um, and apparently this one, this one kind of irritates me. They're up updating the symbolism. They're updating the cards. They're updating the gameplay. And it's like, man, like, I just, it's kind of like what they do with Vinyos. It's like one of those things. Like, I hope they kind of have like an upgrade pack or something to help those of us who have acquired this in the past. Cause that, that's what really annoys me with reprints and board games. It's like, they make all these editions changes and it's like i just spent all that money on the first edition
2: yeah it's almost not worth it to buy a first edition because the board board games are going the same way movies are like if there's any if there's like the tiniest bit of interest in the original it will get reprinted by someone at some time
0: but you don't even know that there's it's gonna be a first edition
2: (laughs) i just assume that they're all going to be a first edition like
0: does does this speak to Vital Cerda at all that Vignos and CO2 his earliest titles have both needed to be like have gameplay revamps?
1: CO2 from what I hear is excellent as is. So I'm I mean I'm not sure what they're going to do. I guess again, streamline things, maybe similar to what they did with Vignous, make it a little more approachable. For me the art and everything in the game it's is already excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um the rulebook is going to get a revamp cuz I I having read the rulebook that does need some work. I will I will say that. But um, yeah, it's just one of those annoying things. Rumor is that Stronghold will be bringing this over. So it should uh, hit our shores at some point. So those are the reprints. So I'm just going to run through some expansions now. This is like the thing that was all over the place. Uh, first and foremost, we'll just go with the most recent and probably most exciting to a lot of people is uh, Terraforming Mars. They have announced the first of four planned expansions. To be released over the next two years for this game. I did not realize this one had so much uh, support for it as far as the expansions. But I guess when you've already designed 300 unique cards. What's another 200 that you can put into expansion? (laughs) It's true. So this one is going to come with, as I understand it, two new boards. And it's called Elysium and Hellas. So there's... Each side of the board is one of those two, so Elysium is going to take players to the opposite side of Mars's equator, which has vast lowlands for oceans in the north and a dry mineral rich south. so I guess it's just going to kind of alter it's going to be probably like a new map in a way, I guess, probably with some new cards as well, and then Hellas or Hellas I say Hellas because that's the restaurant down the street. <laughs> So this is the southern wild, including Mars's south pole and the enormous Seven Hex Hellas crater that just begs to become a giant lake. So I guess you're going to be building lakes in that one. <laughs> it's going to have new placement bonuses in the form of heat and possibly even water. Um, so each of these maps, like I said, is going to have new milestones. It's going to have new awards that are relevant to those particular maps. And then it's also going to have uh, some new cards, I believe. So, exciting news.
0: So that's an that's an interesting way to do expansions is new maps for this game. That's not something you see in Euro yeah. games a lot.
1: No, it'll be that. That would be cool. And it's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good.
0: Game. I still, I just wanted to reprint the game because I still have not yet. I don't even know where to go to try to play this. I don't want to own it necessarily. I just want to
1: try yeah. it. No, I. And yeah, no one has I've, it. I've seen it. I'm thinking it'll probably be out in the next couple months. If strong if they're smart.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully if it would come along with these expansions.
1: Yeah. So, stay tuned for that. And then, again, there's three more to come. So, get hyped. Next up is for the Clank fans out there. Called Clank Sunken Treasure. Uh, This is going to bring two partially flooded maps to the game. Along with a new dungeon deck of cards. Some new monsters. And new environmental challenges to conquer. So that's uh, kind of building on what you just said about the maps. It's it's interesting to see kind of like they did with like trains for in- instance that Clank is going to build on its deck builder roots but have kind of new physical you know challenges and obstacles in in the way of maps. So I think
0: knowing that this expansion is coming out makes me potentially want to buy Clank at a discount. I don't know if it's worth full price, but I enjoyed the game the one thing I thought while playing it is this board only has two sides. That's not very exciting. So having an extra map and a new monster would actually make me want to maybe own them as a package. Yeah, that's still one I haven't tried. Pad.
1: I'd like to try it. I'm not sure I'm going to be blown away by it, but I, I would like to try it's it because okay. I do like yeah. the pressure luck.
0: It's It falls in that trains world for me. Like deck builder with a map, a fun little twist. Trains is but so good. Just like trains. But trains, you kind of wanted that expansion. Get a couple new cards play a different map you know just have some variability because it can get a little samey so i like this idea
1: um of expanding with boards so that's cool boom i'm not gonna fail this time Segway, aeg plans to release what they call the destination fun combo pack which contains the expansions. worst name ever <laughs> yeah it's pretty horrible um <laughs> It's going to contain expansions for their three destination fun series. So Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. And speaking of Trains, Trains is going to be called Coastal Tides, which is going to have new cards and strategies to build the best rail system in Japan. So it's going to have new cards, but it's also going to have three entirely new boards. Um, Two of them are designed specifically for two-player, while the Yokoyama map will be for two to four. And they're going to also have new route bonus cards which are going to allow you to score additional points for connecting specific stations so ticket to ride <laughs> basically yeah um in that case planes um yeah round trip features two new boards blah blah blah. that game's not very good and automobiles this is one i like to actually try this one's going to include three new race tracks uh two that are for Two players, and then it's going to have new garage pit handling performance, and engine cards, as well as campaign rules to allow you to race over a series of tracks so I've heard really good things about that one, and i'd I'd really like to try it um at some point so
0: Tiff and I have talked about that before
1: automobiles yes, continues to I've elude heard it's us good. yeah yeah i it's not what I want to buy i want to, I just want to try it
2: that's um, how I feel about trains. I like playing
1: it, but I don't really want to own it trains is excellent i love that game it's so quick but yeah so next up quick one super mysterious uh captain sonar is going to get a super mega expansion don't know what that means uh neither does anyone else but it's coming in 2017 according to madigo so secret. It's gonna come with real captain's hats i hope so that would be a cool. real sonar machine i hope it comes with another deduction roll because the other three are boring but that deduction roll is awesome.
0: <laughs> Let's see if you take your next segue, Dan. What? A very mysterious expansion leads into...
1: Mysterium getting its second expansion. You're a pro, man. You're back on the horse. Yeah, I just it's just one of those <laughs> things I think I was born to do. So this one's going to have six new characters, six new locations, six new items, and other things. So... I don't know if this... And other things. That's what it says. (laughs) I'm not sure. Maybe this expansion is going to be called Six or something like that because it just seems bizarre that everything's in Six. But stay tuned for that, all you Mysterium guys. And that's actually going to segue into the next section, but I've got a couple quick ones. Uh, Actually, just one other one. So, Quinn Games announced uh, that they are going to team up with Capstone and release an expansion for Haspelneck called the Ruhr Valley. It's going to add two new modules and 21 new tiles to the game. Um, it's going to be due out in April, so that's cool. Hopefully by April, I will have played the base game and determined whether or not I'm interested in this. Um, so, yeah. Looking forward to that. And then the last thing I'll touch on before we just run through a quick couple quick app things is Hobby News. A new board game publishing house was announced this week called Plan B Games, which I, I think It's kind of interesting, because isn't Plan B like that birth control that you use, like, kind of... That
0: was my first thought, and I don't know why I jumped to that.
1: that, No, I was like, that's a weird name. But it's it's not like an obscure reference. Like, you've all heard of, like, the Plan B pill, right? Plan B is your backup plan, so that...
0: They don't have much faith in their company if they're the backup (laughs) gaming company. (laughs) Yeah, I,
1: I think it's a horrible name, personally, on so many levels, but... Well,
0: I could buy this game... Oh, yeah. or I could go with Plan B. Yeah, exactly. Buying this game.
1: Yeah, from a branding standpoint, it's like, eh, we're we're good enough for a second. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, um, but
0: w- they've got none other than drum roll.
1: Uh, I don't know what you're drum rolling, but uh, they've got Matt Leacock. Oh, on their so team. yeah, they've they've announced a team of nine individuals, and one of those being Matt Leacock. So get ready for pandemic Plan B.
0: <laughs> uh there's probably like a pregnancy joke in there somewhere about saving the world i don't know i haven't put it together but it's there what is it's happening it's... <laughs> i'm thinking like what diseases spread you that you would... plan b doesn't treat it
2: down and to stop just stop
0: <laughs> this is what happens when dan joins the news tiff we had a good thing going
1: all right so so, Talk about anyway, their first game release. So their release. first game release is called Century Spice Road. And you may kind of remember us talking about Spice Roads because we were talking about a game called Caravan that Z-Man Games was previously going to release. I, and I'm not sure if this studio, i have to look at it, is part of the, the F2Z family or not. It might actually be now that I think of it. So but, they are
0: also owned by Asmodee.
1: <laughs> maybe. But basically what they've done is they've, kind of scratch the whole caravan thing because remember before caravan was going to come out in two different themes and they've kind of taken this this model and they've created a trilogy a century trilogy and the first game is called spice road and it's a kind of a hand management combo building game um, so sounds interesting so if you had interest in caravan obviously keep your eye out for this one because i think it's so
0: this is actually caravan
1: i believe that is i I think that's
0: what i saw and then there's two other ones or two other themes
1: i'm confused there's two other games in this kind of series and i'm sure they'll all like interlock
2: like each one is going to be a century is that possibly maybe taking place in a different century yeah
1: they've got they've got um artwork for the the box covers for the three different games but i can't interpret like one looks like it's on an island and the other one looks like it's in a jungle or so i don't know so
0: hmm. i wonder if emerson is on that team then yeah well this is oh, his game B. so he's the designer yeah.
1: of this game so i'm not sure off the top of my head i don't have the full listing but i do have the press release somewhere so yeah if anyone wants more information i'll gladly talk about it next time and last but not least uh some quick App news, Mysterium has an app, and that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like, does it have online support? Yes, but seriously, like the crux of Mysterium is the social interaction at the table. I don't. Like, like,
0: does it have live online support?
1: I guess you could play over (laughs) Skype, maybe. Maybe that's the angle they're going for. Like, everyone just sits on Skype with their iPad in front, but like. Oh, this dumb. I just can't. Like,
0: What are your thoughts? You guys. I, I agree. It's probably not in the spirit of the game.
2: I think we should try
1: it. <laughs> the thing is, I it's think probably it's, gonna be like I'm seven thinking with bucks. Dan. I don't. Yeah.
0: Dumb. Everyone would have to buy it. This would end up being as expensive as a regular game of Mysterium.
1: That's a fair and point. Less fun, in my opinion, but maybe. I don't It'd know. It'd be easier
0: to be the ghost what? without laughing.
1: I guess, but.
2: Yeah, and let's say you have some friends. That live far away, that you would want to play Mysterium. Well, I, I
1: get that. Like I'm okay. Maybe. I, I get it. Whatever. But now I
0: believe Patrick Hillier. He does a lot of app reviews. I believe he's got his hands on this, so we'll have to chat with him or check out his Twitter because uh, he'll know. I mean, he'll have some experience with it. And I'd like to see what's going on with it. I don't know. I, it might not be terrible.
2: I just see it. give it a chance.
0: Well, how do you, would you rather play
1: Dominion? The app. Yeah, because deck builders are great yes. for apps. <laughs> like, that's the only way to play a deck builder, in my opinion. Because you don't have to app. shuffle. You don't have to shuffle. You don't have to do the math. You don't have to do anything. And you can play a game in like six and a half minutes on the toilet. Yeah. It's great. So Dominion, boom, app. I think the only downside is I heard, and I haven't checked out Dominion in, in depth, but I heard they're doing some sort of pricing structure that people are not very happy about. So, yeah, that figures, but whatever.
0: It would be awesome if they packaged their l- real expansions with like digital codes or something like that. That'd be so cool. Maybe. I think that would be a cool selling point.
2: I would do the Dominion app. I sold off all my Dominion except for the base game at one point and I've been playing the base game a lot with the board game club. I'm kind of yeah. missing it a little bit. They've been trying weirdly. to do a digital
0: version of this game for years now and they just can't seem to
1: get it right.
2: Well, there was like a uh, there
0: was
1: a browser-based one, Back market yeah.
2: version or whatever. It's very weird. <laughs> it was like yeah. bad. And well, there weird. was
1: that one that was like a text-based one, and then they had like the browser-based one, and now this is like the app one. But I don't you know, whatever. Yeah, Dominion.
0: It's not that hard of a game to design.
2: You wouldn't think.
1: Just get the same guys who did the Ascension app. That app, that app is excellent. So whatever. Anyways, uh, last one is uh, a game from Button Shy. Segue. No, not yet. Uh, I don't see the, see the yet. It's not a good segue when you a you. Second, I'm just giving people segue little... foreshadowing. Yes, I foreshadow <laughs> uh, Avignon, which was um, a game by. This is, I think, John Dubois, right? I think is the designer of this game, and it's a little micro game. Yes, set in Avignon. It's uh, it's a pretty quick little filler. This one only goes for a buck, so enjoy it. So that's the news. Let's do Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, let's let's segue into Kickstarter. Thank you, Dan, for setting me up, foreshadowing my segue, because the first project that we're gonna talk about is the current Buttonshy wallet game trio that is up on Kickstarter right now. Now, searching for that won't get you there. You need to search for Avignon, Pilgrimage, Turbo Drift, and find your seats, because that's actually how they named the project. So this is coming from Buttonshy Games, which is led by Jason Tagmeier. Ending on January 21st, it is funded, and depending on which of these 3 games you want whether you want 1 2 or 3 of them it'll cost you $12 22 or $30 and basically three separate tiny microgames games. Um, these guys do the board game of the month they send out these little wallet games they've had a lot of different successful wallet games i've got pentacork on the way soon i'm very excited for um, so these two game two of these games are originals and one of these is a standalone expansion So, kind of running through these, the first is Avignon Pilgrimage, which adds some new things to Avignon Clash of Popes. Uh, It's a two-player, they call it an influence manipulation game, where you're actually trying to push uh, these people across the board towards you or away from you, and try to gain control of them. The second game I've actually gotten to play with Ben Beagle, who does a lot of the button-shy work, Uh, it's called Turbo Drift. And this is a racing game. It's got a little bit of drafting, but essentially what it is is a real space car racing game where you lay down cards yep. that are pathways and you move your drift car along and try to avoid obstacles and try to win the race. Uh, it's pretty, pretty slick little game. It's pretty cool. And then the last one I also played is called Find Your Seats. This is kind of a hand management. Um, it's not really area control. What you're trying to do is cleverly place people at a table at a dinner party, and some of them like to talk to each other about different topics, and you score points based on people who are talking about the same things um, or interested in the same things, and they each have special abilities. So three very different but very clever little games. They all come in these cool little wallets, Um, and I really enjoyed Turbo Drift. That's kind of the one that I think I know I'm going to back for. The other two, I'm still deciding whether or not. They'll get enough play, but uh, Turbo Drift is really cool. I really like that one. Do you guys have any interest in these ones?
1: I've played all three of them. Yes, <laughs> as well. And my favorite is Find Your Seats. Actually. Oh, really? I like that one. I liked the kind of the spatial element with the draft, the drafting. Turbo Drift is fine. It's good. It's um like you said, that spatial element is really neat. How you're like playing the card and then you're playing the card in front of it to move forward. It's mm-hmm. it it does a lot with the the few few cards that are in the game which is yeah. really nice. It's like you said, it's slick. Just for me, I, I, I liked the drafting of Find Your Seats and Avenue on I've never played the expansion. I apologize. I haven't played that one. Uh I have played the base game and I like that game as well. I'm not huge into micro games, but these are these are good ones.
0: They they put a lot of good work into playtesting them, into designing them. They don't feel Like, they're thrown together. They feel really clever and, you know, meaty for what they are. They are 18-card games or, you know, small amount of cards. Um, But they do what they do really well. They're just kind of one-trick kind of games. Like, they just focus on one mechanism or element um, really well. So, Tiff, is this one that I'm going to get you to back this episode?
2: I'm kind of like... Anna, I'm not getting more games until I get rid of these 60 something games that I have on my list. But, uh, but it's uh, these it's... look good to me. I haven't played any of them, but uh, just on the look of it, Turbo Drift excites me. I like racing yeah. games generally, and but when I read the descriptions, Find Your Seat sounded like the one that interested me the most. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I don't know
0: they are pretty cool definitely it. worth checking out always worth looking at the button shy yeah. stuff so and they come
1: quick too like that's what i love about those games like you don't wait for these forever you get them in like three months or something like it's it's a really quick turnaround
0: yeah i've actually yeah, well. already gotten my print and play for pentacork and the physical copies coming right behind it so really good turnaround these will be these games will be coming in april
2: that's nice I, most of the games I'm getting rid of are Kickstarters that took too long to deliver, and I lost all. Yeah, you know, like I just don't want to even play them. That's how long they took to deliver.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: It's a good model. That's here.
0: I cut a lot of projects out of this Kickstarter segment because I see them and I click on them and I think, not coming for a year, not coming for two years, minis gimmick. Like there's a lot of just the same old, same old that we've fallen for that we are no longer falling for on this show. Fool not me doing once. it, Tiff. So. Moving forward, another thing that I'm trying not to fall for are ridiculous shaped dice. Now, Dan doesn't care anything about dice. What? No, I
1: fell for a ridiculously shaped dice pro- project already.
0: What did you get?
1: Um the the hero dice, the wizard set. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I loved it.
0: Well, <laughs> if you're really into the hexagon shape, Moonmares has a project up called Hex Roll Dice, ending on February second, and they are funded for $16. That's including shipping. You can get hexagonal dice, which seem weird to me, only because there's something about not having that extra axis of rolling that feels strange. But you, they've got a gif of how they roll, and they look totally fine. Uh, They they kind of look like like uh, something you get with your ratchet set at Home Depot, though. So, with yeah. etchings on the side of them. How did
2: you get excited about it?
0: I just thought they were kind of quirky, so I threw it in here. I was trying to be Matt, diverse is with your, my projects. what your weird
2: dice project that you My weird dice for. project? Mine was rocket dice.
0: Oh, how are the rocket dice?
2: I mean, they're all right. I mean, they, yeah. they I have them in my uh, Alien Frontiers big box, and yeah. I'm going to play with them. They're not, like, That's as good. amazing as I maybe thought they were going to be.
0: Yeah. They feel cheap.
2: They feel cheap is the problem.
0: Yeah. I got the, they weren't, they were normal cube shaped, but the AKO dice were, the pattern on them, how they denoted the numbers was different. They actually had, like, it was a system of lines that showed you what you were rolling. I actually really like the quality and the look of them, but actually using them, uh, when I first got them, I spent too much time literally just practicing trying to read them. I would roll them and see how quickly I could figure out what the numbers said because they they're not numerals, they're symbols essentially. Uh but they they look really slick. I like to show them off I just never use them for anything.
2: They're like a coffee table dice.
0: Exactly. I just leave them sitting out to impress my friends. So, but hey, there's uh there's hex roll dice if you're interested in some in some quirky dice. Moving forward is an actual game and one that I don't know if this is going to get tiff or not. Pinball Showdown is up on Kickstarter from Shoot Again Games. Ending on February 9th, it has funded and $24 is the base cost of this game. You play a pinball being shot around a pinball machine and through a system of... It's not not really drafting. Uh, There's a bidding system. You select a card from your hand to put out and those are different components of a pinball machine like the flippers or the different targets or the little hole that you fall into and get shot out of I don't know what that's called but you play those cards out you can use tokens to bid on them and then you basically score points from winning those but there's a system of balancing these tokens because they're either used for control which is how you bid or they're used for speed which is you need a certain level of speed to interact with different elements so to even bid on a card and score it you need to have your speed at a certain level and there's some management and risk reward in in turning these double-sided tokens from control to speed or spending them to do different things. So you've got to manage your resources there. Um, it's it's quirky. It's got a weird, not a weird theme, but it's got a unique theme. You don't see any pinball games out there. And, well, it's
2: about time, I say. You yeah? know my, you? my taste very well. I grew up yeah. playing a lot of pinball. Love pinball. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> From what I hear... hear from the videos, from the testimonials, people are liking how this exemplifies pinball. Apparently all the art is either illustrations of inside a pinball machine or actual photos of inside a pinball machine.
2: That concerns me.
0: Uh, the style is very kind of retro, very pinball-y. Uh, my biggest concern was I don't know, I don't know how much meat there is on this game. It's a smaller box, which is fine, and you're paying a small box price, so that seems fair. Uh, the the video of how to play I watched the whole thing but it was a little painful. They oh. shoot it on top of a pinball machine oh. so the card art which is inside a pinball machine on top of the clear glass case of a pinball machine <laughs> it's a little it's a little messy it's not yeah, the best that, example of of the game uh but it looks like there's some interesting stuff it's got a quirky theme like i said and it makes enough sense. I just, you know, I'm not going to be backing this one because I don't think that I'm going to get enough play out of it. But you've got a board game club, Tiff. You've got a shelf that you like to show off your fancy hipster games.
2: I do like that, this could, but this could I be don't something know. for I'm, you. Kickstarter, you're not getting me this time. It's not oh, going to happen. I'm
0: trying so hard though.
2: This is a, you came so close because I was like, ooh, a pinball game, and then I like read a little bit more, and I was like, yeah. Like I feel, I'm wary of it because I can't imagine a board game capturing pinball. Like I'd rather, yeah. ta- I think I'd rather take my twenty four dollars and get some quarters and go to the barcade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and get a beer but, and play some pinball. Yeah, right. Like I don't I gotcha. think you
2: can capture pinball in a board game. I'd be very impressed if well, this does the trick. It Maybe says I just need to watch more video. the designer
0: was a pinball restoration expert. She knows her stuff that's hardcore And uh, people say it's it's pretty legit so something to check is it out weird that's...
2: that one of the things that like sours me on this game is that it the person's name is like diane sours pinball showdown like one <laughs> but isn't when that I what you'd a expect it to be called title i'm like mm, yeah i don't know
0: like it feels like it should be a cartridge game for like my uh sega <laughs> yeah oh did you get diane Sauer's <laughs> pinball showdown that came so okay. good okay i mean
2: i guess that's part of the retro yeah. feel of it but i don't know why that bothers me it does though
0: well anywho that is pinball showdown check that out if you're interested and the last one my last attempt to try to get tiff to back something is <laughs> probably my weakest attempt but so it's sad silly. this
2: attempt that you've made
0: so this is called pig smoke which is just the worst name a role-playing game of sorceress academia Pig now, smoke calm yeah. down everyone i skipped over this project several times i saw this when it first launched and i skipped Plan past B it i actually i smoke. actually read it <laughs> and it's interesting this is from chris longhurst ending on february 4th it is funded 15 bucks is all you're going to need to get this it's going to print on demand from one of the print on demand sites i forget which one it is uh, but you'll be getting it for 15 bucks you're going to role play as an academic at a magical university. So, Tiff, this is not a game about fighting. This is not a game about casting spells and doing fun things. I'm going to read you this. It says... It's <laughs> not
2: a game about doing fun things. Okay. Step
0: into the shoes of the faculty of Pig Smoke School of Sorcery. Teach classes, public re- publish research, and try to navigate the cutthroat world of academia... When the demons are real, the auditors are constructs of pure order, and imposter syndrome might just mean you're a doppelganger. Students exist to make your life difficult, Tiff. Your department head is an arch-conservative taskmaster who leans on you to make their department look good. The dean's office wants to ensure you're following all their ridiculous rules. The bursar won't give you any money. Your peers want their names ahead of yours on their latest paper. And your personal life is a garbage fire. <laughs>
2: Other than that last part, this is very similar to what my real life is like. Why would I want Chase to Chase tenure. Like
0: avoid burnout. Magical, and try to resist the urge to go adventuring. Like all get-rich-quick ri- get quick schemes, it'll probably just end with a humiliating death. Tell me that, that I- you're not going to back it. I like but I was that like, last little part. You want to try this goofy ass game? I you might.
2: Yeah. I would try it. Tip your try toe
0: it. in this ridiculous real life role
1: play.
2: Okay, I looked at this one too, and I did read through it. I was like, "This is a terrible name. What does it even mean?" And that's why <laughs> yeah, I ended it's not up a good name. It, um, it like uh, yeah, it's interesting, but would you pick like intervention specialist the RPG? Would you play that?
0: I it, it sounds amazing.
2: Okay. I just want to just we because that. Maybe it, we feels that like game, <laughs> it feels You're like this
0: game. it feels like this game gets me. You're gonna get magically
2: bitten. Does that sound good? That so. yeah,
0: I do that most days.
1: Pig <laughs> smoke.
0: How in the world did I get bit? <laughs> I, I just I like that it feels like this game gets me. It gets life.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't know. Fifteen dollars. That's like and and it's a meat. It's it's that it's drive through rpg so yeah. you, get you do it, get like, a hard
0: copy or a soft copy or yeah it's pretty cool hardback copy for 15 bucks it's not bad pig smoke it's bad
2: Fuck.
0: yeah i don't get the pig smoke thing and their logo is like a pig with stink lines coming off of it
2: uh, that that turns me off significantly yeah. but The art's
0: nice though i kind of like that quirky i think you comic should look. back it i think i'm going to are you i don't know if Craig will play it with me maybe
2: okay well, I don't maybe. have any
0: RPG years in my life
2: <laughs> you you me and Craig could back it and play okay. it
0: I'll back just it if you'll it. play it with me okay. just once Dan will you play pig smoke with us we'll do a live show of pig smoke
2: oh, I've wanted to do this probably
1: not but yeah. come on
0: Dan do it for the listeners it's- listeners rally behind us and bombard Dan with emails and twit and tweets and Instagram. Maybe if they change of, the
1: name from Pigs, that really just annoys well, me. That is a horrible well, name.
0: Yeah. What if I let you rename it? You can name the live feed anything you want.
1: Man, that, that's just a dumb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Today's the the news of bad naming.
0: Yeah, it's not <laughs> a strong Pl- time for names. Apparently, Plan B
1: Games presents Pig Smoke.
0: When you couldn't find the RPG you wanted
1: pig smoke
0: well because
2: it's yeah. a play on hogwarts right no
0: i i
1: think so yeah but smoke like warts and smoke well, they didn't did
0: want, want to call it like, like pig herpes that's not <laughs> <cool>. <laughs>
2: right that's what i was gonna say <laughs> you don't want to play on warts there's not too many places you can go with that pigs
0: but where did pig s- it smoke? oh yeah pigs might have made more
1: sense I,
2: that would gross me out so much
1: yeah. you could even call it piggly wiggly and i'd play it over pig smoke like
2: piggly wiggly <laughs> is probably trademarked
1: that's probably true well, i know pig smoke's not uh, geez. <laughs> maybe well, that
2: was it it was just like an issue of they couldn't find one that wasn't already taken that yeah. was a Man, there are so many people is... playing on hogwarts that this is all that's left
0: this is the last compound pig plus another Noun or verb or adjective.
1: Pick another
2: animal. Well, well <laughs> let's talk about this off podcast about whether or not we're going to backslash play this. If you back it, right. do I need to back it?
0: No, probably not. Okay, I'll send you. I'll send you the file. I don't know if that's legal to say. But oh I'll my god, let's just
2: you. cut that before I'll we get you. sued.
0: Yeah, sorry.
2: Hey Matt, cut this.
0: This crime um, brought to you by Tasty Minstrel Games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would play it. I'll say that.
0: All right. That's good. Okay. I like that. I like that. And Craig will play anything. So Definitely. All right. We at least got three. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. That is all we have for Kickstarter Spotlight and all we have for news. Thank you all for joining us. We really do appreciate you listening to the episode. Remember, you can find us on Facebook.com slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. You can always shoot us an email, podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Go get yourself a micro badge at guild.nonsensicalgamers.com. Or contribute to your top of the stack or anything like that. Did I tell you guys about my top of the stack idea? No? I'll do it right here on the show since this is pertinent. Don't you think that the listeners will have the listeners bet or vote on who they think is going to do the best each month with top of the stack? And then we'll do a tiny giveaway at the end for all the people who voted for the winner.
2: Right, but
0: it would motivate us. We'd have fans. Well, not necessarily.
2: Who's going to bet on me? Come on, let's get real.
0: You, that's And that's the thing. You're the ringer. You're the underdog.
2: Oh, do they get odds? Nope. <laughs>
0: then that one guy bets on Tiff. That guy or gal wins, and then they're the only one to get picked for a little giveaway at the end of the month. Mm. There's prizes involved. Isn't that a great idea? Why don't we just I do a collective listener
1: top of the stack, and then the people who finish theirs get entered. Like, I think that's... More interesting Well, because there's no voting. accountability there
0: how we, do we know we
1: do a spreadsheet they could just say that they did it though Well, who cares yeah. they could just like all they're doing now is clicking on a button like I because right now cheating.
0: all of those people do a great job with their own top of the stack it's us that need motivation
1: Yeah,
2: we're the slackers now, here
1: that's fine a, a tiny poll is not going to motivate me any more than i already am
0: <laughs> what if a thousand people want you to win dan
2: I'm a pleaser. It might motivate me just <laughs> slightly. I do like to make people happy.
0: All right. We'll talk more about it. You can also find us on places like Instagram if you enjoy the content. If you like the show, we would appreciate reviews on iTunes. They're a great way to give us feedback, to give other people feedback before they join listening, and to move us up the ranks so that other people can find us. If you want to chat with us personally, if you want to find out what 66 games TIFF is ready to sell or give away, how do they do that TIFF?
2: Uh I am at inept gamer on Twitter.
0: And do you have that list on hand like you're ready to distribute that to people?
2: I have the list. I need to yep. I have the list made and I'm almost done putting prices in the list. And I'm just Excellent. basing them off of like the lowest price on the geek market is what I'm doing right now.
0: So there's some deals to be had.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get rid of these and I'm okay. fully willing to be negotiated with
0: excellent excellent dan if people want to chat with you about everything going on over there how do they do that
1: um at league nonsense or at scandalous underscore nad
0: all right and if people want to reach me they can do so at cinnamon Bun spelled phonetically stupidly some things don't change you know i went a couple news episodes without having to have my heart broken every time but Anywho, thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time for episode 60 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. Everyone say goodbye.
2: Bye.
1: Pig smoke. (laughs) Bye. They also announced the third game in this series, which is called What is it called? I, <laughs> <laughs> I love which is called I, wow. I when I was scrolling I closed the tab by accident. <laughs> fantastic. Um you're gonna pause for <laughs> for station identification here real quick. All the descriptions um... say
2: it's Pillars of the Earth is based on Ken Follett's best selling novel. Is it the same name?
1: Yeah, the the series has a name. Here we go. Here we go. Based on the first book in the Kingsbridge series. All right, let's let's. Where did I? Okay. Where did I leave off? Okay. Maybe just restart. Somewhere around. <laughs> f- <laughs> yeah.